Tavorizing. Okay, it is 2024. It is the new year, and we are super excited about the things that are going to be happening this year and in the near future. But we also had a remarkable 2023. There was deep, deep, deep healing, deep revelations, a lot of struggles, a lot of old patterning being released. Um, That may sound familiar to you. And yet we are just overflowing with optimism and excitement when we look at what's coming in and what we were all seated here on the planet to bring in. And as we regain our vision, that's actually going to become a really fun process. And yeah, we have an idea minute and we try to get some of those ideas captured here and shared with our fledgling community that we hope to grow this year. Um, So without further ado, I think we'll dive in. My name is Zane and most of you or all of you probably know me and I'm here with my beloved Justine. And yeah, we are super excited to kick off the year with, and our year begins on the solstice by the way, but to kick off the new year, Um, talking about you and talking about the importance of each individual here and the grand master plan of incarnating all of these exquisite beings into bodies here on earth to shift um, the parasitic systems back into their natural creation flows and patterning. And... This is probably not the moment, the place or time to go into sort of a full galactic history of what's happened here on Earth, at least according to our understanding. But um, probably suffice suffice it to say, is that how you say that? I think so. <laughs> um, I'm not going to pretend to be perfect. Anyway, suffice it to say that... We are part of a massive, massive initiative that began probably in from kind of our time stream perspective millions of years ago to begin to recover after a synthetic intelligence infiltrated our universe from a different system. And it has wreaked havoc here on Earth and throughout the galaxies um, of our cosmos. And... Earth has become a stronghold for that foreign intelligence, um, and that is not by mistake. Um, AI or the the synthetic systems were well aware that Earth was a very, very, very special key player in organic creation um, as a storehouse for the living library for codes from all over the universe. It is an absolute prize and gem here on this planet. And by infiltrating this system, it hoped to maintain its control and to steer our creation into an inverted timeline. Um, So if we then get back to each and every one of us, what are we doing here? Why are we in a body? 
Why is it so imperative that we work on ourselves and we clean the distortion out of ourselves, whether that's purging things from the physical body or whether we're removing programming or we're just finding our center and getting clear in our channel? We have so much that we need to each individually bring down here to create the grand tapestry that frees us from the inverted systems. So. I want to start out by turning it over to Justine. Back in April 2023, so long ago, <laughs> she got some amazing downloads um, surrounding the incarnation process. And yeah, would you want to yeah. dive in? So the main points are that we incarnate into a body to have permission to work here. And of course, so many of us see that we come from other star lineages and we have family and friends up in starships who are holding space. But in order to, on a physical level, transform this system and to be stewards and guardians of the new octave of creation that we are bringing in, we have to incarnate into a body here that is our contract with creation in order to do the work. And it's incredible act. The most incredible act, the most sacred act in the universe is to create these biological forms. And as we do so in this moment with the tampered reality that Zane described briefly there in the introduction, we're not wanted here for that reason, for our ability to see the truth and our ability to create. And our astral plane is also tampered with and the soul recycling grid and karmic cycle, incarnation cycle, all of that has been hijacked. And in order to infiltrate that and then translate into a body, we had to disguise ourselves. And that process allows us to be here. And that disguise does also create some degrees of separation from our lineage and the work that we're here to do. But what for myself, it enabled me to come in to a family that's not going to attract much attention and give me a life that isn't going to be filled with trauma and suppression so that now I can come online and bring in my mission, what I'm here to do. So I think that's kind of the main points. Yeah, yeah. Like you were, you were talking about it, how, you know, basically it's almost like you, you incarnate here into a family that could be kind of almost like distant relatives, as we would say it from our you know, biological perspective. If we came in with our core group in, in a little pod and we were a family unit, it would immediately be flagged by the matrix because the matrix at the end of the day is here to harvest energy from organic beings. That, that entire system is an energy harvesting apparatus we as organic beings are overflowing with energy. We are super energetic. I, I remember reading a passage at one point um, from the Don Juan material, and he was like, we don't stand a chance against the inorganic beings. We're, we're like children, children with a lot of energy. But 
he's talking about a, a sort of linear mental. We, we can never outsmart this system. This, there was a download I got on my previous um, Rootbark journey that was about the conversion rate and the speed at which the infiltrated systems, the, the AI inversion systems, can um, convert and translate information is really unthinkable to an organic being. It's so fast, but it's it's linear and it's one-dimensional and one-directional. And meanwhile, we as creative beings are infinite spherical beings that expand out and have we we contain the holofractal whole within every piece of ourselves and we expand out and we have unlimited possibility at every node of creation. Uh, to me, it's a much more, it's, you know, infinitely more interesting and amazing to be an organic being and, you know, all of our energy is so that we can create in every direction. But for the purposes of AI, we're like these big juicy fruits that it wants to harvest. And so it specifically wants to keep out the star lineages that are here to shift and dismantle that system. Obviously, it's survival, right? And really, if we zoom out, it, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think we do have to understand the context of our very existence on the planet and our awakening on the planet as part of a many, many, many phased war. And we are in the conclusion of that war right now, dimensional war that has moved across galaxies. It's destroyed entire galaxies. I mean, the, the scale is really incomprehensible. Um, and it comes right here, right now, down to Earth. And it comes down to each and every being on Earth activating their original encodement. So one aspect of all of this that I witness is sort of the complementary piece to what Justine explained in her download. I actually observed the process of a starseed incarnating into a body here on Earth. And uh, suffice it to say, I kind of like that one today, suffice it to say, <laughs> we, we all share that baseline trauma. Um, and, and the reason why it's so traumatic is because of the hijacked incarnational grids and because the matrix is very much does not want star beings to enter into this system. Um, and observing that process, it was so intense because if you imagine, imagine a being that's like the size of a galaxy, right? I'm at, at one level, that's what we are. We're infinite. We're even bigger than that. But, And then you suddenly strip that entire, you start removing pieces, parts, you know, here, there, disassembling it, strip, 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 bring it down until it's one little tiny molecule. And that is the actual amount of light quotient of spirit that is allowed to enter a body in this system. And that's changing as the frequency of the planet lifts and the frequency of the beings on the planet lifts, more and more of that light quotient can enter. Um, and so this is why, you know, when we look at the starseed initiative, we see it, it comes in waves and each wave prepares for the, the next subsequent wave that's a little higher in frequency and a little more attuned, ideally, to their mission and what they came here to do. And 
So we drop in with this little tiny <laughs> fragment of our multidimensional self. Uh, we're, we're squirming, screaming in a body. You know, we are turned loose in a world that's filled with all sorts of frequency modulation, toxicity, entities, you know, everything, you name it, you know, across the board. And we grow up under an onslaught of programming. And, you know, we go to school and we're taught how to think and we're taught most of all to always trust external authorities that will provide us with the truth, with information um, that will validate what is the proper form of behavior, you know, you name it, so that we can be good little robots, so that we can get harvested dry over and over again. And when we die, we get force incarnated again, and we get stripped bare again, and so on and so forth. That is the design of this system. It is like one big mosquito sucking life force out of organic beings. And so... Let's say we've put that much together and now we're here in a body and at some point we have an awakening and we start remembering pieces of the greater story and why we came here to earth and what we have to share with this system. That is your source frequency and it is unique to you and there is no other being in the cosmos that has that encodement and so it is absolutely precious and absolutely vital in the tapestry of creation that we are building out now here on earth that you find yourself so i think i want to turn it back over to you justine to talk about your class a little bit and talk about um, or whatever you would like to talk about, but about that process of, of finding yourself, trusting yourself, trusting your intuition. Sure. So in my own learning process um, with my friend, teacher, healer, she helped to illuminate the different ways of knowing. And in that lineage, it's related to each of the chakras. Some of us have vision, some of us hear and speak, some of us feel, and we all have combinations of the various ways of knowing. But opening my own awareness to that really opened up my own trust for myself. And I think for Zane too, because I shared it with him at one point and it had this whole calibration around, oh, we often compare ourselves. Oh, I don't have the vision of Justine. So, you know, oh, poor me, I'm not good enough or something. And it's, you know, then to hear me speak versus hearing Zane speak, it's like, wow, I can't articulate in that way. Um, and so there's this personal attunement to yourself and your own way of knowing. And the way that I describe it in addition to those different kind of ways of knowing is when we meet someone for the first time, let's say Zane and I have met this remarkable woman who runs these cleanses in South Africa. We come away and we say, wow, wow, that was just so incredible. And I say, yeah, I mean, did you notice just her skin is glowing golden? It's like you are a radiant being. And Zane says, 
Well, I was really focused. Did you look at her eyes? They're crystalline. She's actually crystalline inside of that body. Are either of us more accurate? No, we're both seeing the same being and we're noticing different qualities of that being. And so my own work, whether it's with children in the school or this class that I have is really to empower other beings to trust themselves. We are so often focused on external validation. Oh, I got it correct because there's only one correct answer and I did it. Or we're looking at someone else as the keeper of knowledge. I listened to this podcast episode and this person said that the Arcturians are doing this and that this is good or this is bad or I'm right and you're wrong and we're looking outside of ourselves. And sometimes other people or the planet in particular or an animal, you know, an incarnate form of a guide can be a mirror and help us see ourselves and something that Zane says might activate something for you or it might articulate what you already know. Because at the end of the day, we already know all of this. We already know every layer of our field. We already know what's biologically in our body. And sometimes other people telling us about it can say, wow, I, I have actually been feeling that I do have this electrical channel that runs through my body. And that channel maybe has a name in this lineage and in this lineage it has a different name and there's different points along it in this one, but it's all ultimately the same. And so occasionally that external validation can help us recognize our own incredible intelligence and knowing that, oh, wow, I was feeling that to be true. And when we listen to things or we see things that are outside of ourselves, if it hits that chord of resonance of knowing, that means that you already know it and that it's true. And when we consume things that are external to us and we don't have that deep resonance that makes us feel how amazing we are because we already knew it, then there is a distortion there. And so really the idea, I think to answer Zane's question about the class is to help formalize a little bit of, you know, some layers and dimensions of our field and aspects of our being that I see, but that is available to everyone. And then ultimately hold space for the group to learn about themselves and work on themselves because we need the planet, the galaxy, the universe, the cosmos, God, all of it needs us to take back our power and to heal ourselves. Nobody's going to heal you. Nobody's going to do it for us. And as we take that power back, we can then hold space for other people. And that is the moment of time that we're in. It's not that I need to be booked out and have a million sessions because I'm this amazing healer. No, I need, we need, you need, the planet needs you to take that back and heal yourself and know yourself and trust 
your intuition and your knowing because it's true and it's all one aspect or facet of creation that you might be the only one who sees it that way and that's part of what makes you so incredible and so necessary here to help us see something that we might not see. Wow. <laughs> so beautifully put. Thank you. That was amazing. Um, yeah, it's funny. I had a little thing pop in when you said that. I was like, really, the end goal of all of these different healers and healings is to put all of ourselves out of business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, by way of saying that once we all access our innate power and our innate encodement, um, we don't need, we don't have to look up to so-and-so who's a master and this and that. We just live according to our blueprints and codes. And those codes are ever expanding because we are actively participating in the process of creation in every living moment. We've forgotten that. You know, that's, that's one of the craziest things about coming to earth. You, you, you drop in and your mind is wiped. And we're taught that reality is something that like happens to you <laughs> you know mm -hmm. this thing happened to me we we excuse ourselves out of the creation process mm -hmm. and and i think one of the core pieces of programming one of the core parasites if you want to talk about it from that lens is um oh i guess how, how do we say this okay basically Everything that you have ever thought or experienced is true and has manifested. And we are shielded from where some of those things manifest, meaning they're dimensionally out of phase. You know, we, if we're thinking about a pink elephant, we don't necessarily wake up with one in the room. The, the process of assembling a reality stream here on Earth is nuanced and because of all the distortion and frequency modulation um, it can feel sometimes like moving through molasses it can be slow but at the core we are responsible for everything that we experience here on earth and also for many layers beyond earth and that's unfortunately pretty dark in a lot of instances there's a lot of human beings that are thinking toxic, poisonous thoughts all day long. Um, I have had the <laughs> great privilege to visit one of those worlds or realms and uh, it traumatized me. It, it took me several, many, many months to kind of come up for air again and to find my inspiration again and to remember what we're doing here because uh, when you are immersed in a realm that is all of that toxic thinking and feeling, it is completely hopeless and tragic and diabolical. Um, and so much of that toxicity, so much of those poisonous thoughts are self-directed. We are self-deprecating. We've been programmed to be that way. Um, we've been programmed to have low self-esteem. We've been programmed to not believe in ourselves. Um, and that is sort of the key stronghold, uh, the key parasitic hook to which the matrix then latches. And it is, you know, through that architecture and design 
that it can extract our energy because we, instead of living according to our blueprints and our divinity and our higher aspects, our creative components, we instead are taught and entrained to run programs and circuitry that were implanted by the matrix. And so one way of understanding the situation on Earth is essentially that we are the manufacturing basis. We are literally the machinery, the hardware that is taking an inverted reality stream, which is basically the entire infiltrated system, the entire um, AI construct, false light grids, you name it, the whole shebang basically everything that's dark and evil and bad. <laughs> and we're being used to then manifest that into a physical, tangible reality. So anyway, this then brings us back to the imperative process of each and every one of us finding ourselves, our true selves, beneath all of the overlays, beneath all of the programming that carries the star encodements, all of these incredible architectures, which have been tailored and designed by the supreme intelligence of creation to each intertwine, connect, and expand out into new waves of creation that ultimately eradicate the infiltrated inverted systems here from Earth. And so what does that actually mean in practical terms, right? It's, it's one thing to say it as an abstract process, but, but really here in a body, day-to-day -day life, it means clearing toxicity out of your body. It means clearing parasites out of your body. It means meditating and as much as possible, clearing out mental overlays, mental programs, mind loops. Um, all, all of these things are the mechanics of the matrix for hijacking the collective human consciousness. And, you know, again, when we look at the external world as it's built, the external systems, it is built out infrastructure of the inverted system. You know, that's why we have centralized banking systems and that's why we have um, you know, polluting industries. And that's why we have nine to five jobs that are totally lifeless and meaningless. These are all part of that same architecture that is to, designed to keep us alive because we are a parasitic host in that instance, but to use as much of our energy as possible to fuel its own, for that system to fuel its own inverted creation. So, as we begin to strip away these layers of distortion and enter back into our true channel and our higher awareness of what we are here to do, we free up energy. And so this process is twofold and it's amazing. And, and okay, I want to like make a special note here because this is super, 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 super important. A key, key, key revelation I feel in this entire process of understanding what's happening here, what we're doing here. As we step out of the programming, as we step out of the distortion and access our true nature, two things happen. One, we stop feeding energy 
into the matrix. So it's almost like if we took one of the batteries out of the battery bank that's fueling all of this horrific inversion, right? And then we regain that energy, the second part, we regain that energy to bring in our own dimensional blueprints and to start translating our higher purpose, our higher understanding into our physical waking lives. And that is where our inspiration arises. And that is where the energy and the enthusiasm to actually change the world, to bring in new systems, to completely reinvent everything we've been taught is unchangeable. I think this is probably a good point to turn it back over to you, Justine, because this is kind of your MO and you're like the most joyful guy on the block <laughs> most days. Most and, joyful guy on the block. And you are coming to you. <laughs> and you're also bursting with energy. You know, I, yeah. I struggle a lot more with my energy regulation than than Justine. And it's uh it's amazing to to see your enthusiasm and sometimes so. a little bit annoying <laughs> people have definitely used the word enthusiastic when talking about me in both the positive and the negative i would say but it is definitely indicative of having a surplus or excessive energy which ultimately is the greatest gift because when channeled in the appropriate way it means that I can or anyone with this excessive energy, which we are all capable of harvesting for ourselves to create. And as we just to insert one piece into something Zane said, and I'll circle quickly back, that unplugging of the battery also comes from removing any synthetic or parasitic structures in our field or our physical form. And so sometimes when we come out of a cleanse or an intensive healing, we are depleted. And that's because we have literally removed a synthetic structure that existed in our body or our field. And so we do need to reconstruct those pathways and make sure that that is done. I mean, it's kind of encoded in our blueprint so it's often effortless but can take some time and is often a part of the healing process so I just wanted to add that piece um, because it can in linear time be a part of going through this self-transformation and awakening process of like, wait a minute, I feel like I backslid. And that's because we are reconfiguring ourselves to be our divine blueprint. Um, but, you know, we have to give ourselves the grace of allowing that to happen. And as we do that, as that energy is reconfigured, so it's redirected into our own body and our own system, we can regain our inspiration and our vision and our imagination because imagination is not fake. What Zane said before, everything you've ever thought is true and it's real. And how many of us were told and or tell children, wow, you have such a vivid imagination or you're so ambitious or you're very enthusiastic. 
And really, we mean you're totally ungrounded. Your head is in the clouds. You have no idea. And that is a dishonor to the God that exists in all of us. And so as we awaken, this energy comes in and we allow ourselves to vision. How many of us also feel like, well, why doesn't everyone else have the imagination that I have? Or why is everybody's vision so depressing? Like you really can't dream of a better society you really want to go back to normal? You really think this is the pinnacle in the cosmos? I think so many of us, it's sort of that disguise process. We come in, we're not with our soul family, we're with these distant relatives who may be loving and amazing, but we think this is it. This is, this is really what I came here for. I spent so much energy to strip myself down and translate into a body for this. Where is the vision? Where is the dream? Where is the inspiration? It's energy that's being siphoned off by the matrix because it's that exact energy that is right now destroying the matrix and reconnecting us with our creative potential. And as we attune to ourselves and allow the most fantastic dreams to come forward, you, we, me, need to recognize that that is why we are here. Your vision is not my vision. And our vision together is fucking amazing. <laughs> and we are here to bring that into material reality. And we can only bring it into material reality if we let ourselves dream and we share those dreams and we hold space for ourselves to imagine and each other to imagine. We found when we were building our house and I found when I was founding this school, so many people say, that's impossible. You can't do that. And we are here to tell you right now that everything you dream of is possible because you came in a body to create it, because you're on the planet, it's possible because of you. And we really intend to hold that space as we vision for our community here to help you vision and to encourage you to vision and to encourage you to hold your energy and potentize your energy and really dream and hold space for others around you. I mean, how often are we asked when we're children and even now, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? What do you do? All of that implies a false definition of ourselves that relates to work. How many of us are asked, what are your dreams? What do you want the earth to look like? How do you want to feel? And these are the questions that we often don't have the energy to answer because we're not dreaming. We're not letting ourselves feel. Or if we feel, it's this total distortion, mental body looping thing that happens. And we think about every time we've ever felt that way. And so this recovering of our energy and reconfiguration of our field ultimately is to inspire us so that we can attune to our purpose here, which is unique and brilliant and exquisite. Yeah, so beautifully put. Thank you again. And 
Yeah, I mean, I'll <laughs> I'll confess that you know my inspiration varies with my energy all the time, and some days I'm so lit up. The other day in my meditation, I was I was meeting all the all the investors, all of the beings on the planet who are waking up to their purpose and funding the new systems that we are rolling out that are designed to work perfectly. Um, in co-creation with all of our living systems and with the inspiration and genius of all the beings here on the planet. And, you know, later that same day, I went out, I was in public for a little, my, my frequency dropped, I had a few encounters uh, with beings much less inspired and awake, and all of a sudden it all feels impossible. Same day, you know, just the difference of a few hours. And it's interesting, you know, it's been interesting for me to watch myself oscillate through these different patterns, you know, from one moment of literally feeling like there's this paper thin veil, this tissue paper lining between me and everything I've ever imagined bringing into creation, bringing into manifest reality. And at other times it feels like there's a concrete wall, you know, that's 50 miles thick. And I think what that experience is, I, I think one way to understand it is us oscillating through different lifelines and timelines, just as the planet is oscillating through different timelines. And ultimately, there is nothing other than our collective energy signature. And however, it, all the complex mechanics of how it translates into awakening reality, we, we don't necessarily need to understand that as long as we grasp the basic principle, which is that everything being reflected to us in the world is the amalgamation of all of these beings transmitting a certain set of codes. You know, and, and we could look at it, you, you could almost understand it. I, I love using computers as a reference, like if you were to talk about binary code, you know, and each little person is a program. Well, that's how the matrix views us, you know, and it's inserting those codes and having us manifest this reality together. I think all of that is, again, just by way of saying that when we come in and we crystallize our own creation channel and we tune into what we came here to do. We tune into that God being that Justine was speaking about that exists behind this third dimensional personality body. We can begin to live our creation codes and our higher dimensional reality right now. We do not need to wait for the systems to change because we are the change and it's so funny like we 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 hear this all the time and we i think we almost dismiss it now like we're the ones we've been waiting for blah 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 blah, blah. and it's it doesn't it doesn't actually land that's real <laughs> that's real we are transmitting we are translating frequency in real time that's what we do we create reality so immerse yourself in a pocket of beings that share your vision. If you don't have those beings in your life yet, call them in. Visualize it every day. Call in what you're going to be doing with those beings, how you're going to be healing the planet, what systems you're going to be creating, what beautiful pieces of artwork and imagination that you are here to anchor onto the planet 
that initiates a pocket of reality that exists out of phase with the matrix and yet is absolutely real and tangible. As we seed more and more of these pockets of reality all over the planet and bring in more and more beings, they grow and they merge. And at some point when the entire planet has merged into one unified field of consciousness, we have defeated the inversion and it will never exist again because it is being burned out of this system. And we are here doing that right now. And so what is the highest frequency thing you can do on earth right now? What is the greatest contribution you can make to the planet? Go inside and find yourself clear out all of the overlays, all of the distortions, stop looking to the external world, turn off the news, turn off all of the feeds, all of the social media, turn off all of the voices in your life that are inspired by little gross parasites telling you that this is not possible, that is not possible, you're not being realistic, you're not being grounded, turn it off. You know what you came here for. And that's how we create the new earth, folks. <laughs> and this might sound a little bit dogmatic, but Zane and I really have seen the power of meditation in our lives. The reason why we have a house that we built ourselves with no mortgage so we can have financial freedom started with meditation. And we persevered through all the distortion and the fighting and the density of labor because of meditation. The school that I founded exists because of that space. For in that space, once we find silence, we can plant seeds. And what we do in that time is we hold space for our dreams. It really is giving yourself permission to go inside, to heal the core wounds of self-deprecation that I'm not good enough and let yourself dream. And the planet will respond. As you magnetize and energize your vision, the people will come because they are here all around us. And we, on this individual level, all want to create a beautiful world. It's only this overlaid synthetic structure that's on the media and that's on this mass overlay where we become disheartened. And whatever form works for you, I just very strongly encourage you to cultivate a space and a practice where you can really let yourself dream, especially if you don't know the answer to some of the questions that were asked before about what your dreams are. And that daunting feeling that we get of like, wow, this is really big. People are really dense. I don't know if I can do this. I'm not good enough. All it takes is your imagination. That's it. You're not here to do what I'm here to do. You're not here to conform. You're not here to just live your life in a structure that already exists outside of you. You're here to bring whatever you're here to bring in. And that's 
It's relatively simple and yet so profound that all it takes to transform this place is you. And hopefully that can inspire you to let yourself dream and to cultivate that vision and hold it and share it and reach out just for support and encouragement. And the more you support and encourage others, the more they will support you. And if you feel like there are people in your life who shut you down and will say things like that's unrealistic, ask them what their dreams are. And that might open up an exchange that is supportive. Yeah, <laughs> super good. And and I think uh, one final note too, I, I, I don't want to end this without also mentioning the cleanse process. And I mean, really the layers of the cleanse process, physically stripping out the body, clearing the body. It's amazing. If you already have a meditation process, you will watch yourself up level as you clear distortion. And then as for the plant medicine cleanse component, the greatest gift of it for, I mean, it's completely transformed my life. The greatest gift was the ability to hold silence and to have clarity in my vision and understanding and to tune back in to that great God being that I am. And that I think, frankly, I felt fairly separated from prior to going through that experience. And so, you know, the, if, if we clear out all of the programming and propaganda about what's good and what's, this is the proper way to have a spiritual awakening and that's not the proper way and this is right and that's, I don't care because at the end of the day, what I know to be true is that I am all of it. And if I can access more of that, more of myself, it's done. So... So here's to you. <laughs> here's to you. We super love you. We're so excited for the year to come, for more sharings, for more expansion, for more visioning, and uh, to really bring this into a material plane. I'd say that's that summarizes our goal for this year. All of that coming down to earth, baby. Woohoo! Okay, love y'all, and bye-bye. Bye.